0: Greetings everyone, it's the All You Can Geek Podcast, uh, Gamescast actually, episode 390. This week, unfortunately, Jim's not with us. He had a issue with his uh, pipe bursting, so he's taking care of that. Hopefully he's staying dry there and uh, like we made the joke on the movie cast, he could call uh, Mario up and get some help. It's a plumbing issue. But uh, he's working on that and so he's not here today, but with me, uh, we have Mike Saniti. What's up? And Tony Korkanakis. Boom! And I'm Corey Feinslad, your host this evening. Uh, this week is pretty cool because Tony got to go to PAX East, and so we're going to hear all about it from him and his experiences there. PAX is one of like my favorite conventions, and I'm always excited to go. But uh, with family and stuff, I've not been able to go to PAX East the last couple of years. It's been very disappointing, but I'm hoping that that will change soon where um, you know I can actually take those guys with me. So mm-hmm. that'll be pretty cool. Looking forward to that. But uh, before we do any of the pack stuff, let's get into some of the game news that came out this week. And um, kicking it off, we have Cliffy B. Uh, being Cliffy B. Like, oh, good. Cliffy B.
1: <laughs> Cliffy B. <laughs> Hold on. Do we have a story that should have been in the movie cast and the games cast here like about Stanley? Lee?
0: Uh, maybe i didn't put that there we can talk about it here but well first let's get to cliffy b because cliffy b doing cliffy b thing is like he he was he created gears of war if you guys aren't he's the main man behind gears of war and um he left epic to start his own company and obviously overwatch was very popular uh the hero shooter became a thing And he created a game that was basically another hero shooter, which had its own little, you know,
1: unique aspects, you could say. (laughs) Emphasis on little. (laughs) Emphasis
2: on little. But But if you uh, ask
1: anyone in the know, they'll tell you that uh, Battleborn, right, (laughs) was a totally different type of game. But no one bothered to get that far to know that it was. If it was, I don't know, mm -hmm. because I didn't play it either.
2: (laughs) Wait, why are we talking about
1: Battleborn. Because that's the first time he got squashed.
2: Well,
0: he wasn't. I don't. That's not. Was he on Battleborn? I don't think Battleborn is um, Gearbox. Cliffy B. I mean, he created a game called Lawbreakers. Lawbreakers. Uh, Lawbreakers.
1: That's right. I got mixed up.
0: Yeah, Lawbreakers (laughs) is basically a hero shooter with no soul, and so Mm -hmm. it was very generic. I mean, think about uh, if you think even like Epic gets it wrong too. Like, look at. um, What's that game called, the uh, MOBA that they did? Uh-huh. Paragon? Paragon, thank you. I kept wanting to say um something else. But yeah, Paragon, uh it's that just it was so generic, right? And then you put lawbreakers out there. It looks just so generic and um there was like we said, there's no soul. So that comes out and basically flop's hard. Like you you can't even use flop because it was not that's not even a strong enough word for what happened to that game. That basically came out and just died in, like, a week. And there stories about how, like, there were three people on Steam playing it. Uh, so, he's like, well, we'll try to go to move. We'll do a free-to-play thing. And then, um, you know, we'll see how that goes because that's what everybody does when the games fail. And uh, we got a new game coming out. And his new game is Radical Heights. First of yeah. all, the, 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 the name is not really... Terrible. ...doing it for me. <laughs> and... Guess what type of game it is. Battle Royale. Everything is Battle Royale this year, guys. Everything. Oh, my gosh. So, um, yeah. So, this is a Battle Royale game, and it comes out. It came out today, I think, in early access or something. Mm-hmm. And it, first thing it has immediately is a pay-to-win aspect. Yep. Uh, and then they have to immediately remove that because it is an issue. <laughs> you cannot have this kind of game with a pay-to-win you just can't, it's just not going to go over well. So they removed that right away. But just watching this trailer, it brings me back to like watching trailers for GTA, like when it was <laughs> on the Vita. Like, that's what well, I was thinking when while I was watching this.
1: Part trailer. of the reason of that, though, is it's 80s themed, like Vice City it was. So, sure, but at the same time,
0: like, you can make it, like, look at how polished Fortnite looks.
1: It looks the same as Fortnite, visually, I think. <laughs>
0: I don't don't, know about that. I don't think
1: it looks any worse than Fortnite.
0: It looks terrible. I think it looks,
1: yeah. I don't think, I think. I mean, it it looks looks...
0: pixelated. I mean, they look like they're trying to go for that that aesthetic of, like, retro or something, but it's not what I want. But the main point here is, guys, like, is this Cliffy B one, like, step behind what's, like, he needs to be doing? Like what? What do we think? It's not even. It's not
2: even like he's a step behind, as in like he just thought it. It's he's just chasing what the next big thing is.
1: Yeah, and I get that the uh, the sort of thing that makes that's supposed to make this different is the '80s theme, but um, it's not enough, (laughs) really. It doesn't like. I mean, it looks kind of cool if they're like in that arcade setting. That was mildly interesting, but other than that. It's just the same type of thing, just a little worse. It looks like, so why?
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I agree totally. Mike. why, like, and again, if Cliff, like, he was cutting edge with Gears of War. That was something new and was something different. It, it really wasn't
1: was... though. It was just it just caught on and got a good audience and then Bill. Yeah, I don't think that it was wasn't. different. No, it was the genericest of generic <laughs> video game games. You got yeah. The you got, mean, other you got the otherworldly enemies. Nobody did cover violence. combat the way that he did it though, in that there, there was lots of games that did that before that. It's just none not of them the on,
0: not the way that online they did like it.
1: that. I, I played I a, a game called Everything or Nothing then that like EA first EA James Bond, that was third person that did it like years before that. Alright, well was then done. in
0: my <laughs> my defense of Cliff Tlizinsky in that sense is that he made that aspect of the game. Uh, he made new, it a big multiplayer and
1: thing for sure. The best that's, that it's ever been. what happened.
0: It was the best like cover combat that's ever been out at that time. Like nobody. I did just it better, think it opinion. caught
1: on with an online component, and Possibly, once it became the same thing, time, like, that it blew up. But I don't know if it was incredible. Like it was the first third-person cover shooter that became an online like I, well, phenomenon. I
2: mean, I don't want to really talk about this too much because it's not. What we should be talking about, but I feel like the Gears of War success was tied directly to the Xbox 360 success. If Gears of War had been a PlayStation 3 exclusive, I don't think it would have. At that point in time, I don't think it would have been. Think done. it would have been Killzone.
3: Is
0: what you're saying? Yeah, uh, it. Much. Like
2: it wouldn't. It yeah. wouldn't matter.
0: All right. Well, I, uh, I guess we disagree. I just. I think that um his problem now, like let's get what's going on here right now, is that he is not thinking about what he can do to make a game that's going to be better than what he's made before or mm-hmm. that he's going to be a better thing than what he like a good game and making it better like I just feel like you're saying before Tony he's chasing the money instead mm-hmm. of thinking about oh I'm gonna instead of like I'm gonna try to be better than PUBG I'm gonna be try to better than Fortnite he should be thinking like I need to be better than what I've been
1: Mm-hmm. yep and it also seems like his lack of budget now compared to how he used to have it when he was part of a company not his own mm-hmm. seems like yeah, that could be a that makes a difference well. but at the same same time, time, absolutely. that
0: could also benefit you where you like have to think outside the box like pubg you think did have no budget like <laughs> they made a game mode and made it into like the oh, most popular game know, of 2017 for games.
1: sure but you know it doesn't help that these games that he's coming out with they all kind of just if you guys although i'm i don't see it so much compared to fortnite but you say comparatively speaking it just kind of looks cheap.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no i mean so that's uh, that's Cliff Brisinski's new game, Battle Royale. It's out now on Steam i think. You can get the early access for it. Um free to play. Um just I mean again, uh,
1: it's only the only thing it might have going for it is if you're way into the 80s theme. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, eh. it's a gimmick.
0: Yeah, yeah, i i don't see that.
2: It like doesn't
0: these, have all, these are all gimmicks. It's that's play. like it's like a
2: one-trick gimmick. Yeah.
0: It's, it's it's tough because it also limits you with what you can do.
2: I mean, too. I mean, Fortnite is pulling in a million dollars a day on just mobile, and that's it. Doesn't look like it's going anywhere.
0: Yeah. Speaking of which, Fortnite is a mobile monster. Uh yeah. In its first month, it, in its first month on mobile, it made fifteen million dollars. Yep uh and this is a free to play game again and it was um it was an invite initially of invite only on uh app the app store so it wasn't even as i mean they made it easy for people to get into it but at the same time like you kind of had to go out of your way to get into it and still it's just killing it uh so it's i these types of games as we've seen here with cliff they are just going to be more and more of them, uh, and uh, unfortunately, I, yeah. don't, I don't know yeah. if that's a good thing.
3: <laughs> no,
2: it's not. It's going to be exactly like it was uh, probably about four four-ish years ago, when everybody was coming out with like a MOBA.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Like Everybody was coming out with a MOBA. Like, there was even that like DC MOBA that we saw at PAX that one year, and it's like, what? But, but, yeah. but why? And I mean, I don't even know if that game's even around anymore, to nah. be honest. I doubt and it. And that
0: like, gigantic game, that's yeah. gone. Right, yeah, yeah, that's gone. gone. It never yeah. it never was actually i think might yeah, I mean, it might be the only other moba that's yes. actually made <laughs> it made it but yeah there's yeah. there's so many of those and it's the same thing yeah. with the hero shooters like the hero shooter yeah. thing was huge like everybody was doing those too
2: yeah exactly uh, just people just want to copy what's selling and the thing is like there's only so much room for those those kinds of games you know. uh and when you have somebody like blizzard who's pretty much been on top of the hero shooter genre i mean I don't think anyone's really offered them much competition in, in that space. Um, it, you know, it's just bad. And you look at the MOBA, like League of Legends and Dota 2 are the only ones that are, I would say, like highly successful. Everything else is like, yeah, moderately to, yeah, you you just wasted money. Um, but the thing is, with um, PUBG and Fortnite, I mean, both of those games are huge right now. I mean, even though PUBG, in my opinion, is, is their company slacking, uh, it's still doing great, and uh, Fortnite just came out of nowhere and stole all the thunder because it's literally on almost every platform right now. Yeah. Um,
0: just to give you, a and st- that mode is free to play.
2: Yeah, and just to give you, right, exactly. That's the important thing. Just to give you a st- story. Um, okay. Yeah. So I was talking to this uh, woman in line, and she had mentioned how her kid her fifth grade uh, students, were begging her to let them play Fortnite. For their recess uh, session indoors instead of going outside and, or the gymnasium doing stuff, she's like, and I let them because because they've been they were being good and I was like, wait, your whole class? That's all they did? And she's like, yep. And oh, I'm like, that's that's crazy. Like that is how pervasive this game is at this point. Mm-hmm. Where like that's what kids want to do. Like not just at home, but like that's what they do at school. Like to be, you know. Have fun and, and
0: chill and whatnot. Like Yeah. Oh, and then the other thing is that it's it has a kid friendly look to it, although it's mm-hmm. not necessarily a kid friendly game, it still has right. that um, you know, fun cartoony, cartoony look which yeah. is accessible for that age and you know, if I was a parent and not didn't know anything and I saw Fortnite next to Port PUBG, I'd be like, Ah, I'm gonna give the kid Fortnite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh yeah, it's that's crazy. Um it, it's kind of come out of nowhere too. And it was, it happened at the right, it was at the right place at the right time kind of thing. Yep. Absolutely. So they and, were able and, to capitalize and once it,
1: on it. Yeah. And once it got on like all of Twitch and YouTube streaming, that was it.
0: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Influencers. <laughs> it's, it's like
1: all of the gaming, like on both those things. It's just all Fortnite all the time right now.
2: Yeah. Did you just say it was because of Twitch streaming?
1: <laughs> I, yeah. Twitch and YouTube.
2: Okay. So it's not like because like traditional press media were covering the games or anything, right?
1: No, these games aren't exactly like great. It's just people watch it and they're also Influencers,
0: man. That's what we're saying, Mike. Influencers. <laughs> yeah, I know, but
1: I'm not I'm not it's not a traditional game though, still a traditional game still the reviews matter, but
0: mm-hmm. well, that's, something that's like the this point, it though. doesn't it's, because it's... This type of thing is where it's showing. Like, these are the top games right now. Like, most money being pulled in. Like, PUBG made a hundred million dollars last month or whatever it was, and Fortnite made like a hundred and thirty million dollars, whatever. It's like these games are pulling in hundreds of million dollars a month. Uh, yeah, but they don't. People don't care about the views. But... Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I think they're like a lot of fun. So. I think. Uh, <laughs> <of crazy. laughs> So the thing I like about Fortnite, too, is they have, like, these seasonal events as well, right? So Mm. they're always kind of giving you updates. And, like, I don't know if you noticed or heard about this, but there's, like, apparently there's, like, a comet in the sky if you look up. And if you look at the comet, your, your controller vibrates. Huh. And so, like, all these people are speculating on, like, what does that mean? Like, what's happening? What's coming? <laughs> and apparently the dev- devs came out like, oh, that's a bug. That wasn't supposed to be there. It means nothing. And so now, like, everyone's like, oh, now it absolutely means something.
1: <laughs> Here we go. But uh, next somber.
0: But, yeah, so, so, like, the living game aspect is what's really, like, keeping these things in the, you know, like I said, in the forefront of the media and the, and the strips, like the Twitch streamers and stuff like that. And Overwatch has their new event this month, um, or this, this I guess, couple of weeks here uh, with the, uh, what's it called, the Archives or something like that, Tony?
2: Yeah, so they rebranded um, the event for this time of year uh, as Archives. And what it's doing, it's going back um, a couple of years to uh, the Overwatch days, like when Overwatch is still a thing. Uh, so last year we had the Uprising event, uh, which showed, like, uh, I think it was Torb, Mercy, Tracer, uh, and Tracer's first mission, and Reinhardt, mission. Yeah, and, Reinhardt uh, and defending uh, King's Row against the Omics. And this year, it's the Black Ops mission uh, by Blackwatch, led by um, Reyes, a.k.a. Uh, Reaper, Genji, Moira, and Kree, as they uh, try to get revenge on um, an entity that attacked uh, Overwatch. Uh, and they did a digital comic uh, that's available. It's called Retribution. Um, it just goes into it a little bit. So uh, it's pretty cool. There's a lot of cool skins, as always, emotes, you know, all that sprays, all that good stuff. Um, and it's really cool because I know, like, I think we all were kind of uh, in agreement that the the lore aspect, you have these characters that's just so interesting and uh, fascinating, you have, in, like, backstories that you want to know more about and it's like well you only get these animated shorts every now and then uh the comics were you know sporadic at best uh so you know it's pretty cool to see something like that happen especially yeah, with, I
0: like when they do the in-game lore type of thing like the, mm-hmm. last year with tracer's first mission and then this black uh, ops black watch mission it's it's really neat that they're doing that to give you context to these characters backstories. yeah and like getting more in there and stuff and having their costumes be their Blackwatch costumes is pretty cool.
2: Yeah, exactly. So uh, it's pretty sweet. It literally just started today. It runs for the next um, couple weeks uh, for most of April. Uh, you get a free loot crate uh, for, you know, signing in and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah and the event um, is pretty cool. It's a PVE event as well, uh, mm-hmm. just like last year with the archives where, uh, you know, you're destroying like uh,
0: AI robots and, and whatnot. So uh, definitely check it out. Yeah, uh, definitely. Got to get back into. it. I do want to do my placements for this season as well, so okay. gotta get on it. Uh, and then we have a weird um, story that I guess we could have talked about in the last podcast, but like we probably should have. Yeah, yeah, we'll was just better. mention it here real quick because it was um, Stan Lee's blood got, and Stanley being the guy that basically is the face of Marvel, uh, his blood was allegedly stolen in um,
1: from like Vegas. yeah from like some fake charity for-profit charity which doesn't make sense to me but anyway um it oh, seems really weird It just
0: yeah. uh, uh we don't even have to talk about it i just, I just mentioned it because uh, basically
1: yeah they had his blood to like sign um comic like books and sell them it, yeah his,
0: they're his name in blood
1: yeah that's on just comic weird, books man. That's just to discharge more they uh, called it his like soluble dna ink or something that's disgusting. <laughs> very weird uh, of for this. like five hundred dollars each. Mike, but,
0: I'm right. done. I'm, I don't want to even why? know why. That's nasty. I don't want.
1: You don't... gotta. You gotta know. You gotta help them. Go help him. Find out why. Save him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's get um, let's um, move on here. I don't know. I, Mike, your um future wife is a huge Spyro <laughs> fan. I just uh, yes found um... out, <laughs> and so mm-hmm. uh, t- tell us more.
1: <laughs> okay. Um. Hold on one sec. <laughs> do you guys know um, do Spyro at, at all? No, nope. i guys never play? played it. I know nope. of Spyro, but i never played it on PlayStation. Yeah. You no, know, me neither. I was an N64 guy myself. Um, but uh, to get some perspective <laughs> on what an actual Spyro fan thinks about this remaster trilogy that's coming in September, I'm going to get my uh, fiancé to come on and talk about it real quick. So, hold on one sec.
0: Cool. Yeah, Spyro, apparently, um, it was announced, was it announced at PAX, Tony? Uh, the day of PAX, yeah. The, the day of, well, it was the, basically. I don't know if it was
2: at PAX, but yeah. It was, right, same
0: day PAX started. Uh, the, the And it's been rumored for ages that Spyro is getting remade. And especially with um, Crash Bandicoot doing as well as it did, there was no way they weren't going to do this. Oh, yeah. But, uh, no, yeah, they're going to do a Spyro remaster of the entire trilogy.
3: Hi guys. Hey, Hey. Ashley.
0: We got Ashley, special guest. (laughs) Yeah. Number one Spyro fan in New Jersey.
4: (laughs) Yes, I literally like. I think it was like I don't know, six months ago. Can't even. Yes. (laughs) Sorry. No. Like six months ago, I stayed up until like five o'clock in the morning because Mike and I started talking about Spyro, and I was like, "Oh my god, I love that game!" And I was just watching like playthroughs on YouTube until like five in the morning. I so naturally when i heard this was happening i was like so happy
0: it's <laughs> amazing like yeah th- the funny thing is i've not been a big spyro fan at all and i don't think tony has been a spyro fan at all uh and i just know of spyro being a playstation character kind of like thing where they like, were like trying to push spyro as a not necessarily a mascot but another kid-friendly character on the playstation did you play those original um, playstation games then
4: I did yeah I used to play them with my brother that was like the one of the three games we ever used to play <laughs> together nice uh,
0: that's cool
4: yes it's like you know more of a nostalgia thing like I kind of get now why Mike gets really excited about games coming out from like his childhood <laughs> right. I always thought like okay yeah that's cool but now I'm like no this is Spyro that's my actual childhood so <laughs>
0: that's
2: amazing yeah
4: yeah, yeah so uh, what...
2: It looks really good. Like I will say the uh, the footage that they've shown off um, makes me interested in it because, like, I don't know, it's just one of those things where, you know, back in the day, because I had uh, an N64, it's like, that's, you know, I never got to really play Crash or, or Spyro, um, but it looks cool, and, you know, Spyro, to me, I, I think is more um, of a character that I can find cool rather than, than Crash, because I'm just like, what's a, like, what is a bandicoot? I'd rather be a dragon, you know? I'd rather be a dragon, just like, you know fly around and like you breathe fire right
4: yeah yeah you do yeah i want to breathe
2: fire i don't want to (laughs) spin around
1: it's so dumb
4: yeah and mike and i have been watching like fact videos about spyro all
1: on the youtube
4: yeah on youtube and um i was interested to learn that tom kenny voices spyro in one of the or two of the three games
0: i think there was like a big not necessarily controversy but I, i felt like there was like a big deal with um the voice being changed with Spyro, I remember that being a thing. Do
1: you mm-hmm. remember that yeah, at all? They listed like a bunch of different people actually played him. Who
4: was the first? The first one
1: was the guy. It was the that first did guy who Rocco. Was, was Rocco, yeah, yeah. To, uh, Carlos Alcizuri or whatever his name is. Yeah, the guy who was Rocco on Rocco's Modern Life and a lot of other voice acting. He started, I think, and then it switched to Tom Kenny who was Heifer, and then SpongeBob, ironically. <laughs> right.
0: So, um, what? Which one of these three games was your favorite, Ashley?
4: Um, the Ripto's Rage one, I think the second one that is. Okay. I played, the first one I played actually on like a demo CD that came with another <laughs> um, game in, I guess, 1998. It had Medieval, which is like some weird game where you're a skeleton <laughs> yeah. and you mm-hmm. like kill zombies. And I was skeleton terrified. Knight, I was Knight, yeah. Like eight. yeah. Uh, apparently that's getting remade
0: terrified. as well. Uh,
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, ew, no. I won't play that. that. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I played. I think I came with like the first level or something. So I played that, and I thought it was cool. And then I guess we got the first game and Ripto's Rage. We got later. So the the second one was my favorite. I never played the third one. The oh wow! So oh, well, now you
2: can now you can play the third
0: one, right?
4: Mm-hmm. Wow. And <laughs> cool. yeah, because I think it's like all bundled together, right? It's all three games <laughs> all for three like forty bucks. So.
0: And this is a, yeah, the, and we talk about this a lot too, where it's like. This is, like, the best like, way to play the game. Like, if you've never played Shadow of the Colossus, you've got a, a chance to play the best version of this game now. And so all the Spyro fans that get to play this game are going to get to play the best version. And then the non, like, the people who haven't played this game are going to get to play the best version of these games, which is pretty neat. And that's cool that that's coming out. So I'm super excited for you, mostly, actually, more <laughs> than for
1: myself. So. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, what,
4: was, what was the game that you said's coming out in September that you're excited? The Spider-Man game?
1: Oh, oh man. You're, you're, t- you're stealing a headline. But oh, yeah. Sorry.
4: No, <laughs> I was just going to say I told him he's not allowed to play that because September is blocked out. Because I'm going nice. to play PlayStation. <laughs> Even though it's his birth month, I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> I don't
3: care. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I mean, I care.
0: Priorities, man.
1: Priorities.
4: <laughs> this yeah. is like the only game I've ever been excited about. So I think he'll let me play it.
0: And
1: that's why she's making her
4: podcast debut. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, we we loved having you on here. Thank you for uh, coming on and sharing your excitement. Because again, like we we don't even know that much. I didn't even know what the second game's name was called. So
3: yeah,
4: yeah, no cool. problem. I'm gonna go back to playing Super Meat Boy.
3: <laughs> All right, Super <laughs> also, <laughs> what?
4: Some weird game ra- that Mike downloaded.
1: Oh, it's <laughs> old. It, it was one of the first, I think, like online um, PlayStation arcade. Plus games on the. Well, no, it was like on um,
0: 360 arcade, like Xbox Live Arcade.
1: Yeah.
4: Well, I got pretty far, but I keep dying in this one part, so I'm gonna that's go try fun, well, to get better.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's it's, most hard. it's hard. It's <laughs> hard. Yeah. Good luck. Yep. Have Thanks, fun,
4: guys.
0: Thanks for coming Bye. on. All right. So that was Ashley, Mike's fiance. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, but she mentioned it. Um, let's get into it, Spider Man. So the Game Informer article came out. We all guessed. Wrong, mm-hmm. I guess the most wrong. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I was very optimistic with my one mm. I... or whatever, but you know, what's <laughs> funny is, um, and I, I will get well, to...
1: well, and I guess the most right, but yes, I wasn't and Mike, and Mike I was was
0: close closest with being
1: I said like, third or fourth week of August, and it's actually the first week of September,
0: yeah, September 7th, which is a Friday, and yeah. mm. uh, God of War is also coming out on a Friday. So this Friday thing that Nintendo's started is coming. Uh, is making a comeback here because like, games used to come out on Fridays, and then they yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. And, and ironically, this it. is Insomniac who did the original Spyro games, so yeah. it's all it's all connected.
0: It's,
1: they're not doing they're not doing this one, of course. Um, they have I mean, another company doing it, but
0: uh, yeah, it's, it's fine. So um, yeah. Well, I, when it comes to remakes, there are companies that are you know specifically yeah. made to do that or form. Mm-hmm. But um, speaking of Spider-Man, I-, I listened to the podcast that Game Informer does, um, like their, their Game Informer show, and they talked like a good 40 minutes or so, almost on Spider-Man. And then they had like 114 rapid-fire questions with the game director. Did you guys mm-hmm. get to check out any of this news for
1: Spider-Man? No, I'm no but sounds interesting. Yeah, so
0: <laughs> it, it was really um, – uh, very exciting to hear some of this stuff and i don't know how much you guys want to know about what's coming up so i'll keep it pretty vague and you can always you know
1: i mean search that
0: information out yourself but i
1: wouldn't want to know any story details but i would like to know you know gameplay yeah so i'm in the same boat
0: yeah so basically they said that um the first thing you do is web swing basically and that's basically the the tutorial yeah they like they said like we know that when you want, when you're playing Spider-Man, you want to swing, you want a web swing. That's, so we're just gonna throw you right into it, and that's the first thing you're gonna be doing is being Spider-Man and swinging around New York City. So, uh, and apparently the the guys that got to play it said that it feels fantastic. It's like the best feeling web swinging Spider-Man ever, and that's and it's even better than Spider-Man 2. So. Uh, that's very high praise because i don't think it's ever it been better than praise. spider-man 2 like that's yeah which chemical. is kind of
1: sad when you think about it because there's been a lot of spider-man games yeah. since that one but
0: and like the thing that that's it. really impressed them is there's so much you're doing like it sounds really complicated but it's so much that you can do and there's so many options when you're swinging so they do have it feel like a pendulum where like depending on when you come out of the swing like you'll be going in different directions and you can kind of like squirt a uh, shoot yourself around corners that way and uh, do 180 degree turns in an instant and um, it all feels natural and it's like and it feels great because the city is not flat squares like or you know the ci- the buildings are not just flat like you would yeah. think mm-hmm. they are there's like actual depth to them and every time that he hits a wall or he's going towards like a fire escape his animations adjust to that and it makes you just feel that much more like into the swing and into the character's moves because he's just doing all this dodging and like parkour <laughs> and stuff. And
1: so you don't have those instances where you just so like flat no like, against the little right, corner. There is something. no
0: um, just hitting the wall and like stopping instantly. There's none of that because it's just all free flowing and, and there's like zipping too, which um, you can like come out mm-hmm. at the bottom of the swing just going towards like something and like zip forward instead of just like trying to go up or then you can zip up. And, and if you can hit a wall and just start running, and if you hit the top of the wall and hit a certain button, it'll like, propel you uh, further if you time it correctly. So there's a lot going on there. And then there's also a slow-mo aspect where you can slow down time, and there's certain points that you like can like aim for. And if you yeah. hit them, it'll just like Daddy. zip to it right away. Daddy. Uh, oh, oh, I Daddy. got my <laughs> son here. <laughs>
1: Hey, Not bud. Many guests.
0: Right. All right. So we got another guest here. My son is here uh, to talk, <laughs> obviously. Daddy. All right, but I'm, uh, I'm on a podcast. Daddy. right now, talking. So uh, it's, as far as um, Spider-Man goes, very exciting. Hey, but hold on. Daddy. All right. I'll be right back, guys. Um, Fantastic.
1: Daddy. I love it. <laughs> this is entertainment at its finest. But yeah. I actually did... Um, I didn't see, like, the exact podcast he mentioned, but I did see um, some videos just talking about the aspects and he's talking about some things I did read about. Um, Obviously, like, web zips have been in older games as well, too, but everyone is saying that it's a very active... Like, it sounds with the animations, like, what I would worry about is, is it too passive where it's just easy? Like, you just go wherever you want to go, like, kind of like a free run button in the Assassin's Creed game. But people are saying while they're talking about all of these like details that it's very active, that you feel like you have a lot of agency on where you're going, which is, I mean, that's cool, I guess, but it'll be interesting to see like how true that is. If there's like types of like advanced speed levels or advanced maneuvers that like only experienced players would be able to pull off. It'd be very interesting to see that. And I, and I know I don't want like, you know, Superman 64's rings of death, but, It would be interesting to see if there was some way to set up something to test, like, how well you can get a hold of the swinging, like, at a higher level. If it's really as deep as they're saying, I would love to
0: see that. So, so just to cut in, I didn't know exactly what you I'm back, by the way. Uh, (laughs) They did say the guy that played first was terrible, and then the guy that watched him play was much better at the whole uh, swinging aspect. And it sounds like there's a lot going on there where you can kind of zip around the city and... uh, get really good at it, uh, you know, and combo stuff up. So, it's so like saying, mm-hmm. there's, like, a lot going on there, but if you want to just kind of just swing and not really do anything, it'll just kind of do it automatically, but you can really emphasize the different aspects of the swings and the zipping to different locations to, you know, make it much more fluid and faster. So that sounds really yeah. cool. Yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to because, I mean,
2: <clears throat> back in the uh, early 2000s, licensed games had this like rare every now and then you'd find a a licensed game that was actually pretty decent and spider-man 2 based on the movie spider-man 2 was Mm -hmm. in my opinion pretty pretty damn good um and the swing around of that felt so fantastic like i never never beat the game but i would just love like booting that game up just and
0: swinging around the city
2: (laughs) yep exactly um and i loved how um uh arkham city uh and night continued that tradition and even in night i was like i'm not I don't really want to drive the Batmobile around. I just want to kind of, like, you know, zip and, and glide Control, and yeah. zip and glide. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's how I want to do it. Um, so it's it's a bit more natural fit for Spider-Man to be doing that. Um, and plus being, you know, the daytime, I think it'll be really cool to be able to see, like, uh, New York City and, you know, it being bustling and mm-hmm. having life and, and and whatnot to it. So yeah.
3: I'm,
1: I'm super excited about take that. take
0: selfies with.
1: <laughs> people, <laughs> I wonder how accurate this New York is because I remember with Spider-Man too. Even back then, it was yeah. like you could like sort of you know know your way around New York not not that precisely, but you have a good idea of where everything is in the actual city based on playing the game for a little yeah. bit. Like I would visit the the actual city like you know a mm-hmm. month or two later, and i would be like, oh yeah, this is where I swung through. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Yeah, yeah I I Unlike... hope
0: it would be pretty accurate as far as, um, like, landmarks. But as far as they can feel the game, I'd much rather have a game that feels better than as is, you know, realistic as far as, like, landmarks. Yeah, true.
1: I mean, if but if the, the swinging is as versatile as it sounds, it could probably still work well and if it was close to accurate. Yeah,
0: apparently they said that um, uh, the Wakanda, like, embassies there. And, uh-huh. <laughs> and the Avengers Tower is there as well. That's cool. It's
1: better than what they do for Netflix. <laughs> um,
0: the other thing they did say was, uh, you know, if you go, you know, over water or something, you won't be able to swing because there's nothing to attach to mm-hmm. the webs. But you can um, uh, hit the ground and like propel yourself forward. So you can like web, web the ground and then you know kind of like do the bungee cord thing and just propel yourself forward. So that way you can get momentum to grab onto something that's. You know much taller later so that's cool um they also said there's going to be a lot of different costumes and that the one you see in the trailers and everything is not obviously the only one uh, and they all have their own unique ability but that you can take that ability and put it to any costume so if you like a specific costume you're not tied to the costume that you like the ability on which sounds mm. really cool uh because that always sucks <laughs> you're like i don't want to wear this stupid costume but i love what it does uh, and then the other um, – they they're saying that there's a lot of things that uh, they can't talk about, such as, like, where Peter works. Uh, I guess that's a pretty in, integral part of the story. Maybe
1: maybe it'll be more, um, like, brand-new day where he's, like, working for a tech firm or something instead of his typical – Right.
3: They like, also said
0: because he lives stuff. in New York City, too, he's always being, like, hounded for rent, uh, and he's poor. <laughs> and um, – they uh, said not, that uh, maybe
1: not every aspect of brand new day then <laughs> and
0: they said that they didn't want him to be um like they didn't want him to be or you to feel like he's learning so this is a spider man' that's been spider man for eight years so like you have okay. All, oh okay all the experience so like you have everything at it all your abilities basically you'll have pretty early so that's pretty cool I'm very excited for this and everything that Game Informer has shown off so far has been really exciting I just wish it was out sooner (laughs) now now that we know the date September 7th
1: I mean part of why I chose that is I still think games try to shy away from the dead of summer for Mm -hmm. whatever reason
0: no and that makes a lot of sense I just thought they would if they was going it was gonna come out in September, which it is, obviously. They would have held that off for E3 and been like, "Guess what, guys? It's coming out." Blah blah. blah. Like they made that a big announcement. Now I'm thinking they're not really gonna do anything big at E3.
1: It'll still be there though, for sure. No, it will
0: uh, absolutely. But I, I don't. As far as like a press conference type thing.
1: No, I don't think there's any more news they could reveal. I mean, right? maybe it'll be playable there.
0: That would be neat. I mean the. I think the Game Informer guys were the first people to play it outside mm-hmm. of like the group that's been making the game.
1: And this this is, is actually, when you think of it, a pretty big get for Game Informer. We were just talking about, you know, mm. <laughs> you know, traditional uh, media, especially actual mm. magazines. they it's not its role has shrunk for sure in the When the online. You think age. of
0: like video game magazines. Game Informer is the only one.
1: It's the only one left. <laughs> yeah. But um, this is a decent, decent exclusive for them, and they're covering it for a whole month. So, yeah. Well, I mean, more. it's it's
2: all marketing. I mean, Game Informer is owned by GameStop. GameStop wants to push pre-orders. GameStop has a good relationship with Sony.
1: For it's... sure. But I mean, it helps. But it's still like a pretty good deal for them.
0: Yeah, yeah obviously. But... I mean, it makes you want to get the magazine, you know, so to read up on it uh all right finally PAX East PAX East happened last weekend uh first year that they actually added an extra day so I do I'm excited to find out how that was compared to the other days because it's based off of all our other prior con like experience Thursdays are pretty you know empty in in, like considering so Mm -hmm. um yeah Tony let's uh get some of your like Initial impressions of this year's PAX East, and then we'll get into more details on, you know, the games you saw and stuff.
2: Yeah, so uh, Thursday is definitely amazing. Um, it is what I would expect a convention to be that was like, not as huge as PAX. Uh, I mean, it was still obviously, like, packed in terms of, like, there's people, like, you're never going to be alone at any, like, square foot of the convention center. But it's not like you're running into people, um, you're not, you know hassle to like get through spaces you could stand kind of like in the middle of an intersection if you wanted to not that you should but if you wanted to you (laughs) could have you know the people at the stations weren't really um, chugging you along or anything like that you could talk to them uh, as long as they wanted to talk about you know the game or whatever so um, I took Thursday and just did all the big line stuff that I I wanted to get out of the way because it's like well it's only going to get worse after this day Um, so let me go ahead and do that uh nintendo did a really cool thing with uh their booth this year where once you waited in line you got into their um they they did a mostly third-party indie uh showcase uh because they did not really have many games uh of their own to show off but once you got into their booth you could play all these different games i want to say there's probably a dozen games and you could just um play them for as long as you wanted um wow. in terms of like not not, not as long, like you couldn't play it for an hour but like you could go from like one game to another game to another game and circle back if you wanted to uh, to play the demos and stuff like that. And uh, they had a good, good variety there. Um, so Nintendo had Donkey Kong uh, Tropical Freeze Definitive Edition, Hyrule Warriors Definitive Edition, uh, the Sushido Strikers game. Is that what they're officially calling um, those? The Definitive Edition? I, I don't know. I just, I'm just just... Okay. It, it might be Deluxe or... Uh, I forget. It's just whatever you want to call it. Um... But then their indie titles, uh, they had – well, the third-party titles. They had uh, Wolfenstein 2, which looked really good for a, a Switch game. Um, I, I would honestly be hard-pressed to find differences without wow. seeing it like a direct side-by-side.
0: Uh, like if somebody had just shown me footage
2: um, – Could you
0: play any of this like stuff in handheld mode or is it all docked? Uh,
2: all docked. So. Okay maybe the handheld takes a hit on that but i would I was... assume
0: but yeah either way i was just wondering mm-hmm. if they actually had switches out like
2: some yeah no unfortunately not but uh yeah wolfenstein 2 looks um pretty pretty damn impressive um cool. and that was cool uh indie title i was really looking forward to was uh travis strikes again based in the no more heroes universe and uh that was definitely interesting it had uh I'm trying to think. It felt like kind of like Smash TV, or
0: uh, was it is it twin stick shooter?
2: Sort of. um, The movement is like top down, um, top down like movement, uh, Mm -hmm. and you're not like you push the analog stick to attack in the other direction, but you have um, have the four face buttons. They're like different abilities and one on attacks um and you have like special moves and blocks and whatnot but that's that's how it was and then you have a boss fight it was really cool because you had like a multiplayer um so it's definitely different than traditional no more heroes and that's why they're not calling it like no more heroes travis Strike against travis or stress again so uh definitely looking forward to that it's definitely a budget title they don't have any voice acting um so for those of you people that have played the older games one of the things that I think it helped bring the game to life was the voice actor for Travis, and I f- unfortunately forget his name off the top of my head, but he did a great job of just really bringing that character to life uh, in terms of like, hey, it's a guy that's not Steve Bloom or Nolan North or uh, <laughs> you know whatever, and he's doing a really good job at voice acting. Um, so it's kind of a bummer that he, he you know, obviously it's a budget issue; um, they couldn't afford to to pay him the reprise his role. It's all tech space, but I'm hoping this game does well enough. Um, and 2 51 was at PAX East, and I got to meet him again. Uh, nice s- short story um i actually had to kind of sneak slash ask to be let back into the booth on a different day i'm like hey like i was already here the other day um i just want to talk to suda right there do you mind if i just like get in just like take a picture talk to him real quick i'm not gonna like play any demos but blah, blah, blah. they're like yeah yeah, that's fine so i went up to him um and he primarily speaks japanese uh so it, you know it there's a translation uh, barrier or language barrier there. But I actually had brought up my Facebook uh, account because one like years ago, I had met him when he was uh, at PAX for Lollipop Chainsaw. And I think it was the debut of Jessica Nigri in the cosplay community. But uh, I showed him a picture. I was like, hey, like, you know, I met you like, years ago. He's like, oh, Lollipop. I was like, yeah, because like, they had the distinctive like, boss be- uh, as the prop background. So he's like, oh, you know, that's cool. And, you know, we took a picture again. It was, that was fun. But, um, you know, I told him, I was like, looking forward to this. Really hoping No More Heroes 3. And he's like, yeah. like, He's like, um, if this does well, you know, um, I want to do more No More Heroes 3. So um, nice. definitely definitely day one on that. <laughs> uh, the other games they had were uh, SNK's, uh, uh, what is it, Heroin, uh, Heroin Fighters or... Heroin, tournament, whatever they're, like, female. uh, Oh, the King of Fighters girl version? Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) SNK uh, heroines, is that what it's called?
2: Yeah, yeah, that's what it's called, um, which is pretty interesting. And uh, I didn't know this until I played it, but it's actually kind of like this weird hybrid of, like, a 2D fighter. Um, And SNK fighters are are mostly very similar to Capcom style, where it's, like, motions and then, you know, uh, uh, an attack. Mm -hmm. uh, You know, where it's, like, light punch, light kick, something like that this is actually a weird hybrid of like traditional 2d, like Capcom SNK movement, but like smash brothers variant. So it's like you have like your light and heavy punches and, and kicks, and then you have a special button and like you hold like a direction and push those buttons and it'll do like different moves. So I was like, Oh, that's, that's interesting. Cause they're definitely going for a more casual audience. It's not like a supposedly like a hardcore, you know, fighter or anything like that. Um, that was fun to play. Um, not surprisingly they didn't have like any of the very revealing outfits because it was a nintendo booth but mm. um the game does have some very fan servicey costumes uh and the the uh, media or marketing rep from uh, nippon ichi uh software america was there and he yeah i got to talk to him uh ask him a couple questions and he's like yeah i'll be honest like the frame rate's a little rough right now because there's, there's definitely some uh choppiness to it but he's like uh, we're not launching until later than the year, and we're definitely not shipping until it's uh, sixty frames per second, because it's you know it's an SNK fighter. So I was like, oh, that's cool uh, to hear, because uh, especially in a fighting game, you really can't afford to have like frame frames dipping, and you know you either need consistent sixty or consistent thirty can't be like fluctuating like that. Mm-hmm. Oh,
0: speaking uh, of frames, real quick, Spider-Man's lock yeah. thirty.
2: Okay. Well, I mean, locked thirty. Yeah,
0: that's fine. Yep. It's on both pro end and, and uh, yeah regular and no xbox version obviously people still think that there could be one for some reason
3: <laughs> right <laughs>
0: um
2: and then the other games i played Lumines uh remastered that was pretty awesome uh i don't know if anybody either you guys played Lumines back on like 360 or psp
0: did you psp uh-huh. i mean when you bought a psp as obviously being a it, yeah. psp fan like that was like the first game that you,
3: well, yeah. one of the first it, games you get
2: it's crazy because i didn't really play the game that much uh Girl I was seeing at the time was totally into it. Like, um, she like perfected the achievements on wow. 360 for me. I was like, oh Jesus! Like, I don't know. it, was, it wasn't like a thousand platinum. I think it was like 200 for arcade games back in the day. But I was like, oh geez, you like destroyed this game. Uh, but it's crazy. Like just hearing the music and you're like, wow, this is like going back 12 years or some crap. And um, I don't know if we had mentioned it, but they're doing this uh, <laughs> uh, trans vibrator thing. Uh, with the Nintendo Switch version, where at the booth, I swear to God, they had this, like, uh, harness thing with Joy-Cons inserted into it. And, you the, like, if you want, you could put this on, and as you're playing the game and things are happening, like, the Joy-Cons are using their, like, HD rumble, and, uh, you know, it's going off on, like, the sides of your body and whatnot. So I was like, well, yeah, sure, why not? I mean, let me try this, you know. <laughs> so uh, it was definitely a weird feeling. I was just like, oh, man. I mean, it's not bad, but I don't know if it's good either. It's just, it's it's new. Uh, So that was interesting. I was like, is this going to be an official accessory? They're like, no. I was like, okay, that's fine. Uh, But yeah, it was cool to see. Um, And then real quick, uh, some other games was The Messenger, which is that 8-bit Ninja Gaiden like Mm. game that switches to 16-bit. That was pretty cool. Uh, Runner 3 was there. Dead Cells was there. All those games looking really awesome. So, uh, yeah. Looking forward to a lot of those indies
0: uh, coming later this year cool so what were some of the big games on thursday that you got to check out so you know that's the other thing is like
2: this year was kind of like a an off year because sony uh their booth they were really only pushing detroit okay uh, at their booth and i really have no interest in that game <laughs> to begin with so i just kind of watched other people play even though i could have like gotten in line i just i didn't care watching to watch other
0: people them. play is basically the same thing as playing yeah
2: exactly exactly so <laughs> You know, so i was like all right that's fine um but you know they had uh some other third party games there uh what i did get to play was soul Calibur six oh. uh at the namco booth and that was fun although uh you know they had limited characters so i was like well let me just pick one of my mains from back in the day which is mitsurugi he's been a serious mm-hmm. staple and i was like how much could they really change for him you know uh so i played against this uh woman in I don't know if she was there previously or she was just, like, really good at Soul caliber, But, like, she absolutely destroyed me. Um, <laughs> absolutely destroyed me. I was like, oh, my God. Like, it, it was almost embarrassing. Like, I consider myself decent at Soul caliber. Uh So, you know, at first I'm just like, oh, I'll just, you know, just gauge like, us gauge out, like, how it's going. I'll do, like, a simple combo or something like that and do a little bit of damage. I'm like, okay, maybe I should, like... I don't know, ease up or just, you know, have fun with it. And she just starts doing these combos. and I'm like, what the hell is going on here? And there's all these uh, new moves where it's like, I don't know, burst mode or whatever. She and like, wizard like, oh, you
0: there? What?
2: Oh yeah, she totally wizarded. I, I don't know if it's a tetra, but she totally did. I was like, oh my god. Um, and luckily it wasn't a clean sweep. I managed to win one of the rounds by just uh, ringing her out. She's like, oh yeah, that's a thing. I was like, yes! I still can do that. Okay. <laughs> But
0: it looks good. My it manhood's good. intact.
2: <laughs> yeah, it feels good. Um, you know, as long as the reviews are solid, it has a decent. Um, well, yeah, I
0: mean, online and single player The guy that component. did Tekken Seven is behind this one, right? Or, yep. So yep, Tekken yep. Seven was pretty good. So cool. Yeah. Uh, Soulcalibur was always one of my favorite, like I was yep. on Dreamcast especially. Yeah. Dreamcast. Oh, yeah. big for me. Yeah.
2: Yep. Yeah, that's what sold me on the Dreamcast initially. Like. Sonic, not so much. Jet Set, not so much. Soul Caliber. yeah. Yep. Yeah, that was my jam. Cool. Um, Microsoft booth—they were pushing Sea of Thieves. Of uh, course. As yes, they I'm should. Like, I mean. You yeah, got... I, I, I understand. I got yep. it. Yeah. Uh, but um, <laughs> they had this weird promotion with uh, Nabisco Chips Ahoy. Oh. So all weekend long, all they were giving out was like Nabisco, like a four-pack of cookies. So like I probably ate like a dozen cookies over the week because it's just, like, <laughs> like you know, because it packs a lot of it. it's like, oh man, I haven't eaten or like I can't, I don't have time to eat right now or you I, just I stop by the Microsoft like, booth like so I'm just back. like yeah, I'm just like I'm just like walking by with my hand out and they just like place like some some cookies in my hand. I'm like all right, this will this hold me over for a little while until I can settle something down. on You know, I'm just calculating how many cookies probably got devoured because of that fucking booth <laughs> all weekend long. Um, trying to think, uh. I played this other game called Shadowverse, which is, like, this Japanese um, Hearthstone-like game, and that was pretty cool. Um, I'm not going to play it, because I can't play anymore more of those CCGs, yeah. but that was, that was fun. Um, you know, it has uh, an interesting take, and uh, they had the artist there, uh, and, like, a camera on him, and, like, you know, displaying on the TV. Um, and the draw for the, that, I think, is the or if you're into, like, the manga anime japanese style like it, it's super alluring and the character designs and whatnot are really cool so uh if i didn't already play hearthstone and had died with that and uh magic i i, I could see myself playing this but I'm like, i'll nah. be right back sure um I'm trying to think what else i played let me see I have my camera here let's go through that uh blizzard was there but they pretty much only had the new World of Warcraft uh, expansion, which I have fallen out of for many years at this point. Um,
3: huh,
0: yeah, yeah, no, it's it's hard to stay on top of that for as long <laughs> for that long. Uh, how about Riot? Um, Riot was there, but um, I remember Riot always being like the most packed booth yeah uh, they didn't have a booth
2: um, per se they didn't have like the mega booth like they, they had in the past uh, but they they did show up um, they had this thing called the print shop uh, sorry and uh, what happened um, you queued up with uh, four other people in your primary role and you uh, they would print out shirts for you they had they brought oh wow and um what they did like you know you chose your size and they just printed like the slogan and the role and stuff like that and just gave you shirts and stuff like that um so yeah that was pretty cool i got a bunch of those shirts a couple for like my brother and some friends that play the game because it's mm-hmm. like uh you know free swag i was like oh shit you know why not um so that was pretty cool and you know they're pretty generous with that so uh, and they were giving out, like, lanyards and some skin cards and, and whatnot. So uh, that was all right. I really wish they would come back because, like, their their booze are so awesome back in the day. Yeah. Um, the mega, I understand it's really expensive, but, um, yeah, just, like, whatever. Um, I was really hoping to see some more Overwatch there, but uh, Blizzard, like uh, I had said to Mike when you had left briefly, they only really brought World of Warcraft uh the expansion because they're you know obviously they want to promote that but they had a a blizzard store like a blizzard gear recreation so you could buy a lot of like their merchandise and whatnot oh cool and because i've been playing so much Brigitte on overwatch i was like yeah i gotta get i gotta get her shirts because i gotta represent my my new uh (laughs) my new support main because she's just so awesome um so i got the one shirt that shows like her like silhouette kind of Mm -hmm. like the head silhouette I also got the shirt that she wears in her casual outfit where it's like, I like to exercise because I love to eat. And it shows like a kettlebell and like a fork and a knife next to it. I was like, alright, you got me, Blizzard. You got me. Like, fucking take my money. You know? I was like, I feel good about this because I don't pay for your loot crate, so I guess I could pay for some merchandise. Nice. Uh, yeah, that was that was most of the big boost. Uh, Capcom surprisingly did not have a booth. Um, Namco also was there with, besides Soul Calibur 6, they had...
0: Um, what's
2: that game uh code
0: vein or whatever it's like oh yeah yeah it's dark like an anime version of dark souls yeah um yeah so i unfortunately i didn't get to see that but
2: uh the line for that all weekend long is pretty huge so possibly it has a an audience there but um yeah overall i mean Pax is, was awesome the expo hall they're they're getting very lean and efficient with it um okay. aside from just like the thursday one cool thing that they did was... Um, I don't know if you guys remember... Or Corey, you probably do, because I think you did it the most when we used to go uh, consistently. But you know how in the morning, if you get there before the show officially opens, mm-hmm. they have the, the a part line? of the, sh- yeah, the queue line. So they took it out of the expo hall and just have you line up... Um, they queue you up in the hallway like adjacent to it. Okay. So they, they use all that floor space now. They, they use every inch of floor space on the expo hall for something. Um, wow. So... It, it's, it's a lot more lean. Um, they have, uh, the area, like the outermost areas where like the bathrooms and stuff are, are like, um, curtained off. So like, it's not like you're, you have to like really fight to get to the bathrooms or anything like that. They have a couple like, um, hot dog, hamburger, nacho type vendors, like, you know, uh, just there. So you don't have to like really leave the convention if you, you want to eat and stuff. Mm. Um, so yeah, I mean, they're just getting really efficient at running that convention. Um, did you get to check out any of the panels? Yes. Oh God. All right. So <laughs> uh, Friday night, um, they actually Square Enix actually did a Final Fantasy fifteen orchestra, Ooh. which was super 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 awesome. I'm really glad I went to that. Um, the people they got because it was like a composer and like a bunch of the main like musicians uh, along with uh, the Boston Video Game Orchestra, and that was super 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 awesome i recorded some of it um i'll probably upload it to our channel i think they streamed it actually um live okay. as well so
0: you could probably find there was it there's a online. bunch of stuff being streamed on twitch
2: yeah which is really cool because you can kind of like join in on the fun even though you didn't get mm-hmm. yeah
0: um but
2: <laughs> uh one quick note was uh composers like yeah you know i like i wrote this song personally um to fit like the game it's Noctis's theme and because he's emo you know the song is a little emo And he's like uh you know i shouldn't say that because square enix is watching us right now but what can i say he's an emo boy and i was just like (laughs) oh my god like that just happened (laughs) so that was pretty crazy and then um their encore was um oh before i get to that they had a really random thing because um they had a i guess a final fantasy panel or or something that day and they had announced all the dlc coming out for the rest of this year and plans for uh dlc for final fantasy 15 into 2019 including like an alternate ending and stuff uh Uh, which is really cool because they're supporting this game for multiple years now it's almost like a living game (laughs) yeah it is um and there's apparently going to be a new crossover with tomb raider because they're like hey tomb raider we're gonna do one (laughs) yeah we're gonna do one song of tomb raider so i'm like what like they just randomly did one tomb raider song i'm just like this is kind of weird but okay like you know shoulder shrug like what can i do uh, but the encore song was uh, Stand By Me, obviously, because that was, like, the main theme for Final Fantasy XV. And uh, they had, like, the audience join in on, you know, the lyrics and stuff like that. So that was really cool to be a part of. Um, definitely glad I went to that. Uh, the only other panel I went to was the Nier Automata uh, one-year anniversary panel with, um, again, Square, uh, a lot of the Square Enix uh, members. Uh, and uh, Yoko Taro was there mm-hmm. with his freaking uh, Emile mask. And that dude is hilarious. Like, on one hand, I'm kind of upset because, like, I was going into the panel expecting, like, new news or new DLC or hints at a sequel or something like that. None of that happened. So sorry to disappoint anybody. But this dude trolled his own team. Like, his own team. Like, they started out pretty standard. Like, they had fielded questions. And they're like, hey, you know, what, what influenced you? Blah, blah, blah. This and the other thing. And then it's like, all right, we're gonna move into the next Q and A, which is actually Yoko is gonna ask his own members of his team like certain questions, and like he asked like the main composer, he's like, hey, when we were developing this game, you said that this game had no chance of succeeding, like I shouldn't even bother writing music for this, like like that was kind of a mean thing to say. What do you have to say to that? And the dude was just like, uh, like you could just see like he was like not not prepared for that. Um, so it was kind of funny, but like also felt kind of bad and like then he just started trolling even more like he's like um i forget how he said it exactly but basically he's like um you know the story in your automata like blah 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 this thing um but yeah like you know is this a good way like to talk to cute girls or something like that is like what like what what like you're just bringing up all this weird random shit and then asking them like totally mundane questions but uh it it, it was pretty amusing. Not very informative in terms of new news, or, but uh, it was definitely one of the more entertaining panels. Uh, but that was pretty much the only panels I went to. Everything else okay. is
0: kind of... Yeah, I mean, you uh, do have to commit to, like, ah, I'm going to wait in line to get a good seat and mm-hmm. waste. Not necessarily waste, because you do enjoy... I do enjoy... I like the panels myself, but, yeah. you know, sometimes you got to get in there like an hour before. Otherwise, you might not even get in, depending on what the, the panel is. Yeah. Cool. So did you get to check out any of the tabletop stuff?
2: Uh yeah. So um, I don't know if you remember about um, from PAX Unplugged, they had that one section where it's like games that haven't really officially been released in America yet. A lot of like foreign games and whatnot. Yeah. But they had uh, I think a prototype version of the uh, what's that big like old game that people were really happy about like
0: Fireball Island. Fire...
2: Yeah. I'm pretty sure they had a an initial copy of um, Fireball Island on there because there's a Decent sized crowd around this one table, um, so like that looked pretty cool. Um, but yeah, tabletop area looks like it got expanded just because like again they the were optimizing design space. Yeah. Yep. And then one really cool thing, which doesn't matter to me too much, but I think Nick and some other, some of our other friends will be interested. They actually had um, rooms curtained off on the expo hall, like or in the tabletop area, where if you wanted to play like LARP or D D or Pathfinder or whatever, you could get like a little private area. Uh, and just do a, a role-play session there, which I, I haven't seen before. Maybe they did do it in previous years, but I thought that was kind of cool I haven't cool heard too. of any
0: LARPing at Paxis before, but.
2: Nope, me <laughs> neither, but that was it. Um, and then the one thing I do really want to talk about real quick was um, I thought one of the cool things that uh, they did was they had a uh, PUBG uh, drop zone where they had 100 PCs land together in a giant square, and all 100 players were playing on the same server, so you could see everybody that was in the game with you. uh and they're yeah they were alternating between like solo and like duos and stuff like that um it was just like a cool thing to see because obviously it's like you know you're like oh it's a hundred man battle royale but like hundred man battle royale in the same room like that's crazy like whoa kind of stuff um so yeah that was pretty fun and then there were some random things too like i I know we joked about this maybe at new york comic-con before like mike and corey but like Geico like has a gaming thing now. Yeah. It's like Geico Gaming, whatever, and like it had a booth. I'm like, what? Like, this is weird. And they wanted information, want you to sign up. I'm like, but I use you for insurance. I don't want to use you for video gaming. But you know, shoulder shrug. Um, Facebook was there. They were pushing Fortnite a lot. They're um, like, we're the, gonna take all your data and just sell it. Yep, yep exactly. <laughs> but by far the biggest booth that I saw this weekend was the Twitch booth. It was absolutely mm-hmm. ridiculous. Like, absolutely, really. Get that Amazon money. Yep, get that Amazon money. And they had like a lot of their celebrities there and, you know, big streamers and stuff like that. So, um, a lot of people lining up to meet those, um, you know, personalities and stuff like that. But yeah, PAX East, um, definitely awesome. And I mean, I didn't even scratch the surface there.
1: Um,
0: yeah, no, there's I might, just so much to do. I might try to get to it next year. We'll see. Yeah,
1: I hope to go myself next year. I might bring, uh, ashley as well yeah, I mean, and my brother they both expressed interest since <laughs> the last time i brought them like two or three years ago and they're like all right we don't need to do this again and now lately they're like hmm well maybe
3: yeah
0: <laughs> my big thing yeah. is i would imagine and i i again i uh, borderlands 3 has got to be there next year right
3: <laughs> so, <laughs> right yeah
0: <laughs> that's my main uh reason for it but uh I don't think that anything was announced this year, and I I do. There was a leak for Borderlands Three that June tenth would be the um, the like, reveal for it. And I kind of think that that's holding a lot more water now, especially since Microsoft's um, event is that day. And there was like a news story about that you had talked on on the Discord that uh, somebody found like all the marketing materials for Microsofts, like the exclusive deals that they have with Microsoft or something. And, Bo- and Borderlands was on there, I think.
3: Hmm. Yeah. So, so yeah, I you know,
2: definitely wasn't here. Smoke. So it's definitely gonna be a yeah. It's definitely gonna be a
0: E3 now. All right. <laughs> so uh, that's PAX East. Um, and what would you say like the highlight of PAX East was for you? Then like the one thing that you. Oh man. Um...
2: Yeah. Like... The, the Final Fantasy concert was like super oh, awesome. Yeah.
0: Um cool. I enjoyed that a lot
2: more than you I definitely.
0: I mean, you I... platinum that game, so it's not, yeah. You know, definitely has a. Yeah, exactly. So just like, yeah, yeah, all the news
2: that had come out uh, about that game um, and plus like uh, the concert, and I don't know if, uh, I'd spoken before in the podcast when I went to like the Zelda concert like symphonies and stuff like that, but they play footage of the game in the background, so it's not like you're just like staring at people the whole time.
3: Right.
2: Um, But just seeing like key moments in the game and whatnot, I'm just like man, like, bringing back like the the really high highs of that game, you know, where I'm not like, you know, thinking about you know chapter although, 13 but, <laughs> right <exactly. laughs> oh yeah, yeah chapter 13 stuff. So. so i'm like ah oh, goddamn it probably work where i'm like you know what i will probably finish this game once it's all 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 done and yeah. stuff like that go back cool. but yeah i'm mean, packed super awesome especially if you can go on a thursday get all the super line stuff out of the way and then you can just chill the rest of the weekend
0: that's really cool. All right, so that's PAX East 2018. Uh, and let's just get into what we've been up to real quick. Uh, Mike?
1: Um, so I've just played a little bit of Injustice again. Um actually played, like uh, Ashley mentioned earlier, Super Meat Boy a little bit, mm. which I really like it was in my library from a long time ago online. But uh, it's a fun little retro game where you try to like get through Little like platforming things as quick as you can and as few times as it takes to get through, so it's alright. Little cheap retro game, (laughs) Um, uh, that's about it. Nothing else new, really. All right, Tony,
2: Uh, yeah, I just went through my whole
0: week. Yep, so figured so, um, yeah, for me, I mostly just been playing Xenoblade on the Switch. I am on chapter three now. And about 10 or 11 hours into it, I think, according to the time marker. And I've actually really been enjoying the combat and learning how to do the combat and what it's all about. Because like you guys have mentioned before, you really have no idea what you're doing or what the combat is and so like just learning that and those tutorial messages that come up you never see them again like they, i was like how do you get back to like finding those tutorials like you, they they're just not there ever so like you if you didn't really pay attention like you forgot what that you really had no idea so like i made sure like i was really reading them like okay this says this this is and then trying to do it right after uh so the the combat's been really fun for me actually and i i i think that um that's the most enjoyable part of the game for me is just figuring out what to do because like this stuff will pop up and you're like break and then it's like a timer kind of, like and i'm like uh okay i guess i'm supposed to be doing something else but i haven't figured it out yet <laughs> and then the same thing on the other side where like you do like another you do your special move and then it's like comes up with um a little i guess uh, like a, almost a map like where, which way do you want to go want to go like red or blue and then like just kind of i figured you have to keep those colors and just match them before the time runs out and which um it's been fun to just figure that out and like you feel accomplished when you're like oh this i'm doing something uh and it's it's pretty cool so really enjoying it uh i definitely think that being on the switch has helped a lot to play it because i've been able to actually get a, a good amount of time in with it where like on playstation stuff i haven't touched any of itself on PlayStation forever just because it's yeah. it's been hard to get onto that with the um, being tied to the couch where it's at, you know, and it's in my, you know, basement basically, so it kind of, like, isolates me a little bit where I can't get keep an eye on my kids. So, yeah, mm-hmm. with the Switch, just kind of, like, have a chance to play it there, and in handheld mode, it's been really good. I actually like to take the, um, the little Joy-Cons off and, you know, have my arms resting wherever I want. See I uh, see that's it that's it man like <laughs> yeah I call
2: it like the lazy like like the lazy man way to play like we're just like you could be like have whatever like yeah. like like one arm behind your back and like the other one just like resting on your like like yeah no I, mean, I could just, like,
0: like lie down on my stomach and just put it prop the, the 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 screen in front of me and then just have my arms wide out if I wanted or in front of me yeah. or behind on my side it's like it's amazing yeah <laughs> and uh, it, it feels natural too it's not like, yeah. weird uh, and it's almost my preferred way to do it where I do have my dock now um, in my room with uh, that controller, but I actually prefer it in the um, handheld mode. So,
2: Yeah, exactly. Where it's like uh, – I'll use like the Pro Controller if it's something that requires like precision or like Right, you know, like comfort. if you were playing
0: Celeste or, or Celeste. Oh, yeah, or yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
2: so. absolutely. But like otherwise I'm just like – I'm free bowling my Joy Cons. Like, yeah, with
0: with Xenoblade is great because it is—it's not necessarily a turn-based thing, but like you do have time because of the auto attack. And yeah, I I know some people complain about the auto attack, but I like the auto attack because it gives me time to like strategize and what I want to do. So it's pretty neat. And I just learned, like maybe my last PlayStation, that you can actually. Or not learn, but I just realized you can actually play as the other characters, and yep. I was like, "Oh, well, I, I thought I could only play as Rex." So I was like, oh, "I'll try this other Cat Girl out, or whatever." Yeah, yeah. So um, right now I'm trying to find the butt of some Titan, and like, okay. I just can't <laughs> get there because every time I try to go and follow like the icon on the map, I, I run into enemies that are like, you know, three times. Yeah, I think my I level. know. It- Yep, I think I know exactly what you're talking about. How do I get there? so I've spent probably like half an hour just trying to find out how to get there and just like warping back. I'm like, oh well, there's level forty enemies and I'm only level fifteen, so I'll just back out. And if I do by accident get close enough where they attack me, I'm like one shot. So Yeah. Um, with something like that, like I'll just give you a a general
2: tip. Like um, usually they try to deter you from going to certain places you shouldn't be going with the high level enemies, but Mm -hmm. at the same time like uh, as long as it's not, like, a super high-level enemy that's going to one-shot you, absolutely. Even if you aggro you, just keep running. They will drop yeah. aggro eventually and stuff like that. You can, like, really just Yeah, I did, like, run away way.
0: from one, but then I ran right into another one. I was like, oh, <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. But I figured, what I thought was, like, they wouldn't, like, this has to be the wrong way because they wouldn't want me to go through this area. So, I, like, I've been, mm-hmm. like, every direction I've been going, I was like, I can't figure out how to get there. So, that's where I'm kind of stuck at the moment but uh yeah like I said I've been really enjoying it and the yeah the mobility of the switch really shines here so it's cool and this is the type of game I think it, it, you know it doesn't necessarily need to have like the 4K graphics or whatever it's just you know fun cartoony you know RPG yeah. so yeah
2: that's absolutely it. and right. um, j- just real quick as you had mentioned uh the switch stuff one cool thing I forgot to mention was because uh, i didn't go to pax last year so i didn't get to experience it but uh this year the um free play console areas they had tvs with just switch docks like hooked up oh, wow so you just bring down. your own yep you could just bring your own switch just like dock it and just like have like a tv there and i was like that is amazing um and the handheld lounge area where they have like the giant like um body pillows and beanbag chairs on <laughs> them you had like all these people just like with 3ds's, Vitas, and, and like Switches. Like Switch, tw- I saw so much Splatoon and Mario Kart mm. this weekend. I was like, damn, like that's that's legit right now. Like I, w- I kind of want to jump in on this, but yeah, you know, I got stuff to do. So, it was
3: really <laughs> cool.
0: Nice. All right, that's gonna wrap it up for the game cast. Uh, remember, you guys can email us at podcastandallyoucangeek.net. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and check out our YouTube. Uh, Tony posted some of this pack stuff up there, uh, mm-hmm. so you can check out some of the you know off screen of some of the demos. A lot of the Switch stuff is up there, and like you he mentioned, he'd probably get that uh, Final Fantasy thing up there. So uh, check that out, and um, yeah, that's it. Have a good night, and I'll see you later. I'm there.